0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. There is a triune God. Do you believe in them? As a disciple of Jesus, you know it was God that rescued you as his eternal expression of love and mercy. God the Father delivered you from his eternal wrath and transferred you into the kingdom of God the Son. When you arrived, you were born again, and your old ways of life were made new, and God's word continues to renew your mind. At that moment god the holy spirit began his work and his work produces spiritual life and fruit as you grow mature and act upon Jesus' commands as his disciple god's work continues from the day of salvation and forever so when you baptize in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit that's why you got your tanks let's dive in This segment is titled Discipleship, the Way of Life, the Trinity. Before we dive into this powerful command by Jesus, I will testify I will only be touching on a small portion of these wonderful truths of God about themselves, because if we did, we would be here over 7,000 hours. You must know though, as a young disciple, I wondered how much God's word was about themselves. So I did a study with just looking at the mention of God as Father, Son, and Spirit. And after looking at it, I figured it would To someone to preach on them every applicable passage once a week, it would take three and a half preacher lifetimes with each preacher preaching for 40 years. Now that, my fellow disciples, is totally amazing. It does make me wonder, though, how effective would discipleship be if you only heard all about them? Now, this Godcast is only going to last 30 minutes or less. And I will do my best to give the truth to encourage you to keep walking the way, discipling everywhere with a fresh set of eyes, amen? So you geared up to dive into Matthew 28:19. Well, here we go. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so you have in the name of the Father and the Son, And the Holy Spirit so the simple truth disciples are commanded to say in the name of because they the Father Son and Holy Spirit all represent eternal life when the convert is born again into this new life as a disciple of Jesus and their eternity enters into your existence let me say that again it all represents eternal life and when the convert is born again into this new life as a disciple of jesus their eternity enters into your existence as a disciple of jesus your testimony must declare this wonderful truth of god and his word forever your life and work as a disciple of jesus must be founded on the truth of matthew 4 4 and it's the evidence of god's word and spirit alive in you Therefore, you live as a disciple of Jesus because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit's work is alive in you. And you must believe, although God, they are three distinct persons, and they have one nature, and they are God, and anything other than this truth is deception. I am telling you the truth. They are three individual unique persons and that's with a capital P, and yet they exist in one spiritual life. If you just shook your head, I'll repeat that. They are three individual and unique persons, and yet they exist in one spiritual life. And to add to that, they all have three separate beings of consciousness. They are different in their purpose, yet they are co-equal in their existence and essence, And they all have the title of God. So you heard it correct before. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And one of our triune God's greatest attributes is their amazing, gracious love. They have a perfect devotion of love to each other. And their incredible agape love they possess pours freely into their disciples. This magnificent bond of love that is established between God and their disciples surpasses far beyond one's race and creed. Humanity could never manufacture a love that is so pure and selfless because God is love and the greatest expression of it is when he gave himself for you. I believe if we talk about each one specifically, you will come to a better understanding as to the diversity of God and then I'm telling you the truth, I will only scratch the surface of God's fullness, richness, wholeness, depth, complexity, intensity, and limitlessness. That was a tongue twister. Limitlessness. But I will live out this calling God has placed on my life to proclaim the truth of who they are to you. I remember a young man asked me to explain God to him, and I was completely overwhelmed that he thought I, as a disciple of Jesus, knew and could answer the question. Well, I explained God the best I could for him to see that it's impossible for man with a finite mind to explain an infinite triune God. But this is what I said to him. Look at this room, and we were in like a cafeteria from the floor to the ceiling and wall the wall completely full every space occupied with either sand rock or water now some would call that concrete that's not saying god is a solid substance i'm saying this for to understand the magnitude of god so i scratched enough to get a portion under my fingernail from the outer edge of the substance and then proclaimed, I think I know him. Well, that's all I know, and that, my fellow disciples, is a far cry from fully knowing this triune God that we serve out of love, adoration, gratitude, and thankfulness. Believe that. But do you expect you will know him? Know them? Well, you and God only know the answer to that question, But you can believe on your first day of eternal life in God's presence, it will be so clear and evident, you will marvel. And I expect you to drop on your knees and proclaim like the song says, Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. But to remove doubt and ensure clarity... We'll dive into each person of God, and in doing so, I would like to begin with the evidence and proof of one existence and essence. Jesus testifies in John 10:30, I and the Father are one. So, the Father and the Son are one. But how does the Spirit fit? Well, like this 1 Corinthians 2:11 says, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Then the spirit knows the thoughts of God. Then the spirit would have to occupy the essence of God to know the thoughts of God, right? So if the spirit knows and the father and his son are one, then they all are one. Amen. So let's dive into in the name of God, the father, God, the father is because Jesus says he is. And quite frankly, that's all the proof I need. How about you? Jesus says in John 1, Jesus spoke these things and lifting his eyes to heaven. He said, father, the hour has come glorify your son that the son may glorify you. I truly believe Jesus' words are self-explanatory, and it's quite evident that God the Father was, is, and will always be. God the Father is the One, with a capital O, that delivers you from the domain of darkness, and the proof of this is Colossians 1.13. For He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us in the kingdom of His beloved Son. So, It has to be God the Father, because if it were Jesus that rescued you, he would say, my kingdom. But God's word says the kingdom of his beloved son. All I know is this. Without God the Father rescuing me, I would still be living out a despicable life I developed for myself as a result of the sin that was wreaking havoc in me. Sin was in control of my life, and the evidence was confirmed by the choices I made as sin permeated my thoughts, words, and deeds. My life consisted of and was centered around acts of immorality, and to tell you them, it would be a sinfulness, believe me. So I'm not even going to mention them, but they were a part of me. And now there's a part of me that absolutely hates that way of life. Believe that. I was my own idol, and I did whatever my evil flesh desired. I lived with uncontrollable outbursts of anger, was addicted to pornography, drugs, and alcohol, and my life and heart was full of bitterness and hatred. I was blind to the truth of God, and I was living in a domain of darkness, worshiping the devil. It truly has to be the work of God the Father who delivered me because I could not free myself from the clutches of sin and death. And I was living in the domain of darkness of the devil. And without God's deliverance, I'm still in sin and eternal damnation would be my final destination. But all I can say is, but God. And so when you hear what God the Father did? And if it's you, then you'll understand it when I read this passage. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's the Father's agape love for you that he gave God the Son. And that, my fellow disciples, is the reason why you are walking the way today. And without his deliverance, you have no freedom. Without his deliverance, you have no sanctification. Without his deliverance, you have no salvation. Without his deliverance, you have no hope. So if you see them with no hope, then they have not been delivered. So now, when you baptize in the name of the Father, that's why. So now on to in the name of the Son. God the Son is confirmed in John one which proclaims Jesus' deity. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, Jesus is the Word made flesh. John one fourteen says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And you know, I love how the word of God confirms itself. And that's the easiest work for the disciple of Jesus. Just use God's words. It's truly as simple as that. And the biblical confirmations, they're all over God's word. So the confirmation of and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, it's Isaiah 7:14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And so Matthew one thirteen says, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. So, what did Jesus do? Well, the short answer, he left his Godhead, humbled himself, became sin on your behalf and laid down his life for you, his disciple. Therefore, without Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, you are still in your sin and are destined to be eternally separated from God forever. Do you remember what I said in my last God cast about Jesus? If not, I'm gonna tell you again, but if you need it in context, you will find it in my godcast titled Discipleship The Way of Life The Entire Place. But why would Jesus do it would be the real question. Well, consider this. Jesus is and the Father are one. I pray you will acknowledge this biblical truth because they are one. So, Jesus knowing the Father, Jesus knows our need for Him. Jesus knows sin destroyed humanity's relationship with God, and He also knows the eternal consequence of spiritual death. A spiritual death that means being cast into outer darkness in that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth away from God's presence forever. Jesus knows God the Father desires to give spiritual life to all that have been born spiritually dead because the curse of sin was passed on to you. And because you were born under God's curse on humanity at the fall of man without God's love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace shown toward you, you will never experience the fullness of the spiritual life God promises. And you want to know the God's honest truth? Jesus deeply desires this spiritual life for you. So he endured the shame, dishonor, pain, and severance of this eternal relationship with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. In your place so you can have eternal life with them an eternal existence you could never and will never achieve on your own merit and work as a disciple of Jesus you are a child of the only true God and co-heirs with Jesus You are a child of the only true God and co-heirs with Jesus. This blessing of eternal life promised by God the Father is to all that are in Jesus. You heard the saying, if it ain't in writing, it ain't. Well, I'm going to read you what God put in writing with his blood. It's John 1.12, which says, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And the justification of this truth is Romans 8.17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And so once this transferred into this new life and coming born again, that way of life I was living was changed. My mind was renewed. I began to see the difference between what I used to see as a way of life to this new way of life. My thinking started to change. I began to read God's word, and his word began to renew my mind. These changes happened not as a result of me going to church. It came because when I was transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God, the son, then I was born again. And my new life change caused me because God gave me a new heart and he gave me a new spirit and he put his spirit in me and he called me his disciple. That's why Galatians 2.20 is one of my favorite passages that says I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ living in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in a son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's why I love him so. That a wretch like me. So I would expect that you would join me. Wherever you are. As a disciple of Jesus. And proclaim with all your heart. All your soul. All your mind. And all your strength. Thank you Jesus. So. When you baptize. In the name of the son that's why now on to in the name of the holy spirit well the holy spirit is a person and does possess his own thoughts and will listen to god's testimony about god the holy spirit it's Hebrews 2.4, God also testifying about them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. The Spirit is truth and guides in truth for every disciple of Jesus as John 16.13 proclaims. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own initiative but whatever he hears he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come when i was preparing for this godcast i picked up something that was utterly amazing and have read it numerous times before but That's the amazing thing about God's word. His words do jump off the page, but you got to be reading it for it to happen. So when you are reading it and you read it and you see it and then you see it again, it's like, wow, I just read that. Wait a minute. And you got to go back. Well, here's what I mean. John 16, 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, right? Now, listen to John 14:6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth. Catch it. The spirit of truth and the truth. As disciples of Jesus, we are led in and by the truth. Praise God. So what does the spirit do? Well, I'll tell you because I know. God the Holy Spirit helps, seals, guards, counsels, grants salvation, guides, intercedes, regenerates, baptizes, convicts, provides power, reveals, indwells, advocates, sanctifies, comforts, witnesses, inspires, testifies, gives gifts, and teaches. So from now on, you should never doubt where and by whom you get the ability and power to disciple like Jesus' disciples. Amen? So I ask you, what are you saying when you say, I can't? Because with the Spirit of God working in you, you can, my fellow disciple, you can. And you ought to have faith and believe that God will work in you. And if you don't, then do you really believe in the power and work of God, the Holy Spirit? I mean, if you're reading his word, you're reading about all the people and all the work they did. They're no different than you. God said they had the same nature as we do. So why aren't you trusting? Why aren't you believing in this wonderful work of God, the Holy Spirit? Maybe that's part of the reason why you're not doing the work that you could be doing because the Spirit of God is not really moving in you. But I have one caution. And this is a very important point that I need to testify about God, the Holy Spirit. Did you know that any human being can be forgiven for blaspheming God the Son? And one would think, well, that's amazing that you would blaspheme God the Son, but there are those that do, and God would forgive you. But to blaspheme God the Holy Spirit, God will not forgive that sin. And I don't care regardless of what anybody says about forgiveness. And believe me, forgiving others would be a definite evidence of God, the Holy Spirit's inhabiting your existence. But do you think God would lie? Because you can't say, oh, well, no, he'll forgive everything. Well, this is one thing he won't forgive. Believe that because he says he won't. Now, do you believe and obey everything God says? Well, listen to Matthew 12, 23. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. So question, blaspheme God the Holy Spirit, forgiven or not? As you continue to read, study, and meditate, and live out God's word, your daily life should have the evidence of God doing amazing things in your life. And when you are living out this biblical truth of God, then something amazing can happen to you. Listen to this promise in John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Just think about that. It's one thing to have God with us as Emmanuel, but to have God dwelling in you, what an incredible Blessing. Do you believe that truth? Now, can I get an amen for the finished work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? As we head back up, take this with you. At the fall of man, humanity was flawed, so fully understanding God and his flawed condition of existence is beyond our scope, so don't let it bother you that you can't. But, here's your hope. 1 John 3, 2 says, We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. So, not only will we see him, you will be like him. Praise God. So, if you're not responding to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, just be mindful. You're not responding to God. Believe that. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. And that, my fellow disciples, is a triune God. If God is working, you, as his disciple, best be working too. When God says in Philippians 2.13 that it's God that's at work in you, no, it's God the Father, and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit all doing their work and you should feel blessed. You should be thankful and grateful of God for his work in you as his disciple and your thankfulness ought to be for God's deliverance, your new heart, your new spirit, putting his spirit in you and causing you to walk the way Jesus did. And with the work of God, and power of God the Holy Spirit, you will do what God has ordained for you to do, amen? And finally, the next time you say, hear or experience a baptism, I pray in the name of the Father, And the Son and the Holy Spirit takes on a new meaning in your journey as a disciple of Jesus. And you will testify to this wonderful truth of the triune God's work in and through your life. Amen. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, this work that you do is phenomenal. All of you, each one, own purpose, own ways, doing things for the life and the relationship you desire to have with your created beings. Bring forth your disciples. Bring forth the happiness and hope that comes from a delivered life. I thank you for my deliverance. And I know there are others who are so thankful for the life change that they now have as a result of your love and grace for them. Thank you for today. Thank you for this deliverance. And I pray that someone proclaims this wonderful truth that you delivered them from the domain of darkness and transferred them into the kingdom of God the Son and God the Holy Spirit went right to work. We thank you for today and ask this in jesus name amen well thanks for tuning in to diving deep with dl the lord's loving kindness indeed never cease for his compassions never fail they're new every morning great is your faithfulness have a great week of worship and keep walking the way